What's up good people? We are super excited to have you on board. We would like to welcome you back to Talk With Pod. I am Gerald Hudges, your host for this series segment with our dear friend from Sleepless in Monrovia. Our platform aims at steering social, culture and political conversations that are often overlooked and less discussed in society. In the next few weeks, we'll be collaborating with our friends from Sleepless in Monrovia to present to you an eight-part series sharing provocative social norms, altering pieces written by some of their writers. But just quickly, a backdrop of what Sleepless in Monrovia is all about. It is a social justice blog that is dedicated to giving voice to various social justice and societal issues affecting Liberians. So before we go into our discussion for today, we'd like to just turn over to our friend from Sleepless in Monrovia to read an excerpt of this poem that we're discussing today. Believe it or not, it has always been called history because it's been man's story to tell. Read a second sex by Simone de Beauvoir for a clearer understanding of our version of a woman's story to tell. Her story. Listen to everything my pastor never told me. In the beginning was the word, and there was God. Over the waters roved his spirit, called she. She said, let there be, and there was all. When God said, let there be light, she was the light he spoke of, the great he thought of. A secret for the world to ponder on, a gift to creation, a mother. With the war asleep, he made her. He created a warrior. She was with him in the beginning, his reflection and creation. She moved upon the deep down in the depths of nothingness, yet she was life itself. A companion to man, yet a companion to self. In her, perfection was found. Though he named everything there was before her, she named everything thereafter. For in his slumber, she was awake. The mother of the world, the artist who created life from her tie, the voice in the dark. Although God created everything good, without her, nothing would have been great. There you have it, you just listened to her story by Viola Namely and Joshua Kula. Excitingly, we have both of them in studio today. Welcome to Talk Your Pod and thank you so much for accepting our invitation. Thank you for having us. Awesome, let's get the ball rolling. So how, how was your day today? Could you just tell us how your day went today and just you can continue from there by introducing yourself. Alright, it's been a busy day but what's life without hard work? My name is Joshua Kula as you said. I am an author for Sleep in Monrovia and I happen to be the editor, one of the administrators for the blog and I'm glad to be in studio here with Ms. Viola Nimle, one of my favorite poets. Hey, so my day has been normal, like normal librarian kind of day, but I'm good and uh, I'm Viola Nimni. I'm a writer and a poet. I write for Sleepless in Monrovia and I'm really happy to be in studio with you guys today. Thank you so much again. Her story, what is her story about? Her story. I'll let her talk about her story, right? <laughs> okay, so her story, like the name implies, is a woman perspective on the creation of the world. Because the story we are made to believe or listen to is his story because it was written by a man. But her story is an eye-opener. Like, what if a woman was telling the creation story about the promotion of womanness and telling the creation story from a woman's yeah, so that, that's the idea, knowing that everything we know about history is a man's opinion, and 
we just wondering like the idea like Wakanda what if there was an African country that was never colonized and never exposed to that so it's like what if history was written by women and not filtered by men's opinion we started with the creation story it's really really mind-blowing how this entire concept turned around you know history is spelled h-i-s-t-o-r-y and the title of your poem is Her Story. Her Story. So what if it were her story? Um, you both collaborated on this piece. Um, could you just share with us what really inspired you to work on this together? So the idea came from a conversation with one of my closest friends. We were talking about feminism or woman womanism and how feminism is different from womanism is all pro-woman not necessarily equality or equity but just celebrating women it left with me the curiosity what if i'm a christian a strong believer of christianity and everything i know in the bible i know it was written by men challenging the status quo creating conversations that aren't necessarily had i had the idea let's write a point from a woman's perspective and it would have been unfair for a guy to write a point from a woman's perspective so i got in touch with one of my favorite poets to say do you mind joining me let's bring this idea to life and we worked on it we had a couple of back and forth and we came up with what we had um so within the time joshua had hit me up about this idea i was organizing a program called chronicles of womanhood so the program was aimed at celebrating women in in all forms like the struggles, best parts, and just everything. So when he came up with the idea to write something about her story, it was like the gods of writing had sent him to my doorstep. Working with Joshua on pieces has always been good because I'm not the type to edit stuff, so he gets all the editing work. He's the chief editor. So <laughs> yeah, that was a good one because it was right in time when I was doing Chronicle of Womanhood, and it's just a woman perspective on the creation of the world and telling our story our way. Joshua, you did mention that, okay, they need initial idea was actually inspired by you but you didn't want you as a male telling history from a her story perspective just to play the devil's advocate you collaborated on the piece regardless Viola did you sense any sort of bias in terms of how this was going or you felt really excited that it was from an authentic you know point of view so working with Joshua on this piece was let's say an authentic point of view because what he said wasn't biased at all like his words if you read the pieces from the beginning to the end and the collaboration was really really good he's a feminist his perspective on the piece was pure and genuine that's really really amazing so tell us from her story retelling the story of creation from a woman's perspective what's special about her story this point to me was an attempt to give voice to women on their creation and highlight the fact that men weren't there when women were created buying their christian story of creation and so men never really understand or know how much a woman is made of or how much a woman is capable of it, we don't know enough about women because we were in there when when her existence started We undervalue how much women add to society and to life as a whole So giving an opportunity for a woman to tell a story is adding breaking the status quo in the sense of adding a woman Highlighting a woman's voice on an important part of life the existence of men the creation
representation of everything and emphasizing the voice of women and how much a woman adds or how much feminine voices add to everything in life. Another thing will be to motivate young girls because most of the times if you are in an environment where you hear just one particular thing and you don't hear something very great about yourself like the greatness in womanhood and you don't have the ability to feel proud of yourself, right? So having a story that tells you how great a woman is and how important the creation of women was to history, it motivates young girls to believe more and more in themselves. When I actually first read the poem, there was a particular line in your piece that stuck in my head and that's uh, found on line 3. Uh, it reads, over the waters wrote his spirit called she. Could you explain that message or what idea you're trying to share there? The intent of the line was, you know, in the Bible there's the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And in the mind of the writer, what if the Holy Spirit was actually a woman? Because the Holy Spirit gender was never known. So we're trying to portray the fact that the Holy Spirit could be a woman. And over the waters in this in the creation wolf like move the spirit of women. So the woman is also part of the Trinity, not the fact that we're made to believe that the Trinity are just masculine spirits, God, Father and Son. So the spirit there represents the woman. Just to piggyback on what she said, you know, the whole Trinity triangle balance is a perfect balance using the triangle, the analogy, and with poetry, you have to say so much in so little words. So just emphasizing how balanced things are. You, I'm emphasizing that you wouldn't find true balance without the gender inclusion. So over the water roof is spirit, and the spirit, having the spirit itself, the spirit is the essence of a being, the soul. So emphasizing the essence of creation, everything, is a woman just pro woman another line that really caught my attention reads everything god had created was called good but god thought i should do better who are you referring to here the creation story is that god made everything god made man man named everything genesis chapter 3 and let's make genesis chapter 2 genesis chapter 2 at the fall of man sorry i'm a nerd god said god said i should do better injected that the saying everything in the bible that god said about creation was good Pastors always emphasize that because man is not perfect, that's why God says good, not great, or not better, not anything. And so, still on the trend of what if. What if a woman was created because God saw a need? True, it's preached that God saw a need. God made a woman to be a companion to man as preached in his story. But her story is saying, God actually did it because God taught, I can do better. Practice makes perfect. The last thing God created was woman. That's that's another really interesting thing. Just, yeah. just to break it down just so I, I make sure I'm really getting this. God created everything in six days. He created everything that he could have created including uh, light and water and, and, and so forth and man and then he saw everything he said it was good but what could be better than good a woman that that's you know, womanism but you hear that you hear that people what could be better than good the creation of a woman yeah that's an idea what what type of feedback did you really get from your audience it was it was actually supposed to be a performance piece by Joshua and I for the chronicles of womanhood but because he couldn't make it I performed it I was always late you always stay, yeah. I performed the piece and turns out I was one of the favorite pieces 
pieces I performed on that day and I got a, a very good feedback from a lot of people because it was the first piece. It was like an introduction, a genesis of the program. Especially the girls, they were really excited to see that their voices and their story were told by them and that there's also a place where people can understand that the creation can be told from a woman's perspective. I got a lot of positive feedback on my side from the performance. The whole idea, like talking, listening to Ruby, creating opportunities for conversations that seldom help. This speech, every time I brought it up to somebody, like, have you read her story? Like, her story, what is that? Is like, oh, it's a poem. You should check it out. Like, oh, I read it. It's really good. I never thought about it this way before. Some people who give feedback, like, you really pushing it. <laughs> you really going to say that about women and creation? You're a pastor's kid, right? So, yes, but we learn to ask questions. That's why I'm asking this question. So, it's you're a P kid. Yeah, pastor's, pastor's kid. kid. Yeah. Awesome, man. I, I, that's, that's amazing to know. So I, I, I still would like to take us back a bit on this this line. God saw that the world was good, yet he knew she would make it better for earth needed a mother. You know, the Bible speaks of, uh, in the same Genesis chapter 2, the Bible speaks about a woman being a help meet to man. Specifically somewhere around Genesis chapter 2, uh, yeah, verses 19, I think. How do you reconcile that to the general perception of a woman today? If you define motherhood or mother, it's like someone who birthed things into the world. So it's not, I don't want motherhood or mothers to be limited to the, to the act of birthing a child. It could be birthing an idea, an innovation. And if you look down from history, women have birthed millions of ideas and innovations. From her story. <laughs> from her story from her story so a woman has birthed so many changes to the world that are not really really recognized because of our gender because we are put in this box where we are defined by society so the mother here isn't limited to birthing a child in the piece. it is birthing ideas birthing innovation is birthing a better face to the world is just giving the world the light it deserves and in the bible it says a woman is a man's help meet or help mate if it's vice versa things are two-way street if a woman is a man's help me that means the man in turn is the woman's help me too the help me thing in here for me is like gender equality woman growing society is not limited that's one thing i tell people all the time a woman can be whatever she wishes or wants to be joshua uh do you have any final words thank you very much for the opportunity to be here most welcome sir and to talk about her story i want anybody listening to this especially females the whole her story is an idea it's turning to every woman and telling her you it's your chance to tell your story as long as you are she her story is your story viola any final parting comments um it's important to use our voices to tell our stories the way we want it like i said understood and appreciated if we don't speak no one will hear you so to every young girl out there let's just say young girls and young boys I urge you to use your voice to tell your story in your way. I urge you to use your voice to impact society. And I urge you to also listen to what other people have to say in their stories too. Because from another story, you could learn a lot of things from there. So her story is for every woman, every young girl. It's to motivate you, it's to encourage you that your story needs to be heard. Just a challenge to every guy too. We should give her a chance to tell her story. And as much as we encourage women to say something, we can also encourage guys to do something and that's to listen. 
Thanks so much to you, Viola and Joshua, for being amazing guests. Thanks to all of you for listening. This is how I like to wind it down on today's episode of Talkie Pod. This has been a collaboration between Talkie Pod and Sleepless in Monrovia. We're very, very glad to bring you this amazing piece on her story and hosting Joshua and Viola today. Be sure to share with others. You can follow us on Twitter and IG at Talk. It, number eight talk it now and on facebook at talking media you can also email us your questions or suggestions of topics you want to hear the next time at talkit.media at gmail.com i was your host gerald hudges stay blessed